Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 35. I am your host, Wax, here as always, with my co-host, Ads, and producer Keith in the background, making things sound nice. Also, we have a guest today. I, I don't know, I feel like we've become very inconsistent with our guest schedule, but we'll, we'll try to get back on the every other week guest schedule. We have Felix. How you doing? Um, I'm very tired yeah. today. Wow. <laughs> Fucking awful. Ads, are you tired too? No, not really, actually. I, I've been sleeping well. I've been working from home. T- teaching from home is a weird experience since I'm in lockdown. But um, it means I get to wake up at 7.59 a.m., which is, like, very good. Sometimes I wake up even later if I don't have class in the morning. So that's Fe- that's really good. Okay. Oh, Felix, this is your second time on? I forget. I keep I, I lose track of this uh, shit already. Yes, this is my second time on this podcast. So I want as one of the avid listeners and supporters, how do you think the podcast has been going lately, or not lately? How do you think it's been going in general? I think it's fine. Um, mostly, well, I'm just begging Wax to uh, advertise more on Twitter, as always, you know. But other than that, I have no problems with it. Let me ask you, meta. why do you why do you want that? Because do you think people will enjoy this podcast besides the uh, the, the six people who listen to it in the Discord? Absolutely, you have to advertise your podcast. That's what everyone does nowadays. Everybody creates their own podcast and advertises their own podcast. You're not putting into work wax. No, people advertise it because I think they have delusions that they are interesting enough for things to pick up. I, I have no such delusions. I'm not sure about ads and uh, and Keith, but I have no such delusions. But I have the delusion that you're going to advertise the podcast so it will get big. Why do you think I'm supporting this podcast? No, here's the question. Why do you think that there is like a direct correlation between advertising and people becoming popular? I think obviously if you don't advertise, you won't have a chance, but the base content has to be uh, some kind of good. I'm not sure the base content is any good. So let's, let's speak about that. Can't that, you just let a man dream that one day Wax Half Full will become a good podcast and get advertised on Spotify? As as a as this as our show is only super fan, what what are your thoughts on on the quality of the content? Wow, it's a long pause. That doesn't that doesn't bode well. <laughs> well you know what? Maybe you're right. I think we I'll, lost. I'll me. say that. I'll say that proves my point. Okay, I don't know if we lost Felix, but whatever. I've we'll be, <laughs> But, Might have. Sorry, uh, back? you. Oh, I'm still here. I'm just being quiet. Wait for for ads to say something. <laughs> what what <laughs> I am I supposed ask... to say? Yeah, I asked you. What do you think about the content? And there was a long pause, which worked comedically. Maybe that's the start of like good content. You know, actual actual comedic timing. But alas. Yeah. Well, look. If it makes you feel better, any better, Felix. I think our content is great. I think it's inconsistent, and it's mainly inconsistent when. Wax fucks up, not when I fuck up, because I never fuck up. I'm bringing consistent levels of content here. But Wax, on the other hand, I don't know. Wax That's... is inconsistent. Name a norm, more iconic duo. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it goes back and forth with sobriety. You, you really got to control the levels, you know? You, you can't... I, I think I let myself get sloppy too often. Or maybe I don't let myself get sloppy often enough. I'm not exactly sure which one is better. I don't know. I think we're just not holding you accountable to make tweets. No, no, that's the advertising. We're talking about the content here. Just yeah, but content. if you tweeted about it, would you then be... You'd feel a moral obligation to to reach con- proper content levels. 
Exactly. You hold yourself to a standard and you you be you be tweeting. I think if producer Keith if producer Keith gave us data that said, Hey, we're like we got like two new listeners, I'd I'd feel a little bit accountable to them. But knowing that it's just the same group of people listening every week in and out, yeah, you know. Uh, I, get, I, I take I take our core for granted. I gotta say, I'll bring in two new listeners. I'll do it. Maybe that's I'll what you need to do, work. Wax. Make a book. Bring in bring in a two new listeners every week. Well, I thought it was what happened was that's why people had guests because that's sort of why like a radio show or a TV show has guests. It's mutually beneficial. The guest gets to promote their shit, and the guest brings in viewers to the show that the show might not normally get. I, True. I, I mean, I haven't been doing my part either, but now I'm going to guess I should, I should make posts, I should make tweets, I should share this with other people, which I already do, but uh, I could convince them to nudge more to listen to this podcast. All right. Now that we started off by doing the absolute worst thing that shows do, just have a meta conversation that's just navel-gazing about themselves, let's get to the actual content of the show, which is, ah, not, not all that different. Just shooting the shit about random topics. Let's start with the first topic, uh... Because ads brought it up a little bit already. You're teaching from home because of lockdown and because uh, Australia is going into more severe lockdown because cases keep going up. And I think last we were talking to you, you talking we, we we talked at length about Australia's very inconsistent lockdown rules in terms of what you can and cannot do. The most uh, notable one being you can you can go to someone else's house for a casual hookup for casual sex, but you cannot go to someone's house for an orgy. So, yeah, I mean, you gotta draw the line somewhere, you know. It's it's, it's better than just just banning sex in general or banning casual encounters in general. I, I just say, using the old uh, Craigslist term, damn, that's a very boomer reference for me. But anyway, yeah. So, what are the rules now? What, what's what's our update on that front? The update is we went into more severe, but not actually more severe lockdown. And then I I hear rumors that. Either today or on Sunday, we'll be going into full-blown lockdown where if you don't work for, like, a supermarket or, like, a very, very essential service or, like, a doctor or some shit, then you're not allowed to leave the house. But, yeah, okay. right now, it's still the same. Still the same. Casual sex still on the table. No orgies? No, or- orgies are still banned. They're, ba- they're banned. They're not coming back, Wax. Okay. The government's made it very clear that they don't want any orgies happening. You know what? What it's if... Or- Hey, hey, I mean, typically orgies, like, you know, a lot of people either plan them or, you know, they keep it more hush-hush. Is any number higher than two an orgy? Or is it, like, is it a three-way and then at four it becomes an orgy? What, what are the rules on this kind of thing? I think is after it four. Like, it's after four. Okay, so it's three-way, foursome, and then after that we stop. We don't have any words anymore. So five yeah. and above is an orgy. Yeah, You know what? I, I agree think, with that in that case. I think that's, I think that's the appropriate terminology. You know what? Good job, you know, Australian government. Five and above is probably too dangerous a meeting during like a high COVID transmission time. So uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe this policy isn't that nonsensical after all. Look, if they just made sex hubs, you know, like you had to like register your sex partners, and like you could only have three, right? They, I think that's that's a good option. And then you could just say show your sex card to the to the policeman and be like, "See, I'm visiting this person. It has their name, their address, uh, their sexual preferences. You know, like." I, th- I think that's I think that's a good start, and I think actually you know what we should just have it for everything, not not even COVID related. That way I, can I show, disagree show with my, that totally. I could just show them my blank card. I mean, do you want the police know to who you're having sex with? 
Yeah, so I can tell the policeman, show my, the policeman my card, and it'll be his mum. Hmm. <laughs> I think this okay. is more. I think this can be used more to blackmail people than anything else. Yeah, no, this is a terrible idea. But I, I, I'm going. I'm going to run with it anyways. Yeah, this was actually going to lead into our the first topic of the day, which is um, this was reported via Reuters first, I think, or I think reported by the Korea Times first. Well, it wasn't reported by anyone because the government literally announced it in Korea. But because uh, Korea is also going through a COVID spike right now due to Delta variants. And they're also implementing various rules to try to stop the spread. But at the same time, they're balancing this thing where right now in Korea, there's a lot of backlash in the public between like, basically, it's the same kind of backlash you have in any other country. It's like, hey, we got to get back to business. We got to live our lives. So they placate that crowd. They want to let people do things, but not completely go full blown all out on their old lives. So gyms right now, they've been restricted to music that's 120 BPM. Because I guess their reasoning is that if it's any higher, you'll get too too amped up and you'll breathe too hard. And uh, the, tr- the treadmills are limited to a very, very, very slow six kilometers, six kilometers an hour speed, which is basically walking. So as, as a frequent uh, gym goer, what do you think about this? these policies? Or well, is it... Yeah, in Australia, gyms are closed right now. I shouldn't say Australia. Gyms are completely closed. The thing, the thing is with gyms is you can't control what people do. Like yeah. it's and you can't control people like wiping down on on their gear, on their stuff, whatever. And then obviously there's a lot of sweating going on. In, in, in general, if somebody wanted to run or somebody wanted to get really tired, they don't need a treadmill to do it. Like they could just do a circuit or something of the like, and they could easily get just as tired, just as amped up. And right. did they not think of headphones like i'm a bit confused about the korean government nobody at gyms actually wants to listen to the gym's music usually that's completely true that yeah i agree with that totally fucking true dude sometimes i forget my head headphones at home i actually and luckily enough i don't live that far away from my gym but it's literally i i try to do it for like five minutes and then i just lose my shit and i'm just like fuck i have to drive home now get my headphones because i can't listen to this music any for any longer sometimes the music's actually good you know like because it's it's all at least at my gym it's all um do you guys still have you probably do like but like you know how MTV used to play music yeah right? and then other and because it stopped playing music other uh, you know channels played music instead right like there's in Australia it's called V I think that's the most common one what do you guys have that plays music like it's a TV channel that plays music it's like a paid paid TV channel. Dude, if I went to if I had TV, I would know. I think it used to be VH1, but then VH1 also went to not doing music. So I, I'm not sure if it no, even exists there, anymore. There are TV channels that play music 24 seven. I mean, I used to own cable, so I mean, I used to sometimes put on some background music. But other than that, since ever ever since I cut TV, I don't listen to those type of music. Yeah, so, so it, it plays music. Usually, it's just like the top 100 songs in in, in the country, or whatever. But sometimes they do like some old school, like retro. Like retro, um, I guess retro like playlists and stuff like that, like early O's R and B or something like that, whatever it happens to be. And th- that shit's like tolerable. And sometimes I'll take out my headphones if I hear a good song, I listen to it. But like, usually I don't want to listen to any shit. So, how much is this 120 beats per minute actually helping you? And like, ultimately, with a lot of COVID things, you have to take a risk reward situation. And the best reward is to close everything, right? Like, but. 
realistically, you've been going on for one and a half years. Your economy can't really handle that anymore. And yeah, like it's, it's hard to know. This is like stupid, almost as stupid as the orgy rule. But I, I, no, actually, the orgy rule is bad. The orgy rule is bad, but well intentioned. This is just stupid. Like, there's there's yeah, no is, good attention about this. Yeah, there's there's nothing good about this. There's it's just people are just gonna listen to me whatever music they want. Like, like have have you ever thought about the BPM of your music? I feel like ads you may have at least, but like have have you ever thought about that and thought, oh hey man, like I, have you noticed the thing? Is this like science where you listen to higher BPM music, you your like heart rate goes up? Like, is that really a thing, or do they just make up a metric? Uh, I think there's been scientific. Uh, studies to show that heart rate goes up when you're enjoying the music that you're listening to. Like if you're really okay. into the music you're listening to, regardless of BPM, then it will like it'll um give you. I've been running a lot more because that's the only thing you can do, and mm-hmm. I find like I have to find like a maybe like around that 110 BPM music kind of thing is what I'm trying to find to run with. Because if I listen oh, to so any higher, know. yeah, roughly like you can you can kind of guess like, but okay. like um. Because what I need, my biggest problem with running is I don't know how to keep pace. Hmm. So I, I'm really bad at running very slowly. So I need the music to have some sort of beat that I can follow along and just run with. Otherwise, I just run that like 16 kilometers per hour and I'm actually not fit enough to run 16 kilometers per hour. And I just die out after like 500 meters, you know? <laughs> so that's what I've been working on. Oh, so you actually like time your, your, your footsteps to the music somehow? Yeah, some sometimes, yeah. Okay, you know, you know what? Maybe it's not as stupid as I thought, but I don't know. It, it seems a bit sketchy to me. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, what about like bikes, treadmills? Okay. What about bikes? Do, uh, fuck, these, I don't know. Do they only have tread? This is almost as dumb as that. You, you know that um Jap- Japanese one where they said um don't eat with foreigners because they'll be carrying the coronavirus. <laughs> that was a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I feel like uh, six kilometers an hour is like so. I think that's basically just saying don't do cardio because that's walking. That's literally walking. Yeah, wait, another yeah, it's a, it's like a little bit faster than average walking. Um, average yeah, walking is around four point five five. Right. You know what? Now that you say that, me, don't do cardio. Uh, I support yeah. the Korean government. Don't do cardio. Just lift fucking weights. Yeah. Lift heavy ass weights. Because I feel like them doing the six kilometers an hour thing, it makes sense in the sense that. It's like an indirect way of telling you just don't do cardio. Come and lift weights, which is like probably better because uh, so the theory behind it is because now they're they're accepting the uh, accepted knowledge that it's aerosols. When you breathe outward, you you exhale heavily, you release more aerosols, and that's what causes most transmission. So mm. if you're doing heavy cardio, or if you're singing, or if you're having loud conversations constantly, that's what's gonna spread the most aerosols in a in an enclosed space so i can sort of understand how they want to like not close gyms but also they don't want to say cardio is forbidden so they're, they're just basically only letting you do the, the most like soft cardio possible wait well cardio you can do you could walk outside right you'd run outside yeah like yeah, yeah, obviously yeah exactly. sometimes the weather's exactly. kind of shitty and then it's not yeah. as nice to run outside or walk outside but like you could do that like regardless of the gym whereas most people don't have room for like gym equipment and stuff like that yeah I mean, it could be low-key brilliant because they want you to do your, your your heavy cardio outside and they don't want people in these enclosed spaces with these treadmills like in rows, all like you're know, breathing heavily inside this like tiny gym. So, I mean, maybe it is like low-key or unintentionally a brilliant thing. Who knows? Well, yeah, that, that part's 
that part's smart enough. Like I, I can understand. Should, that. They should just close. Maybe they should just close the gyms in that case. That's the thing. It's like yeah, close the gyms or close the turn off gym, the treadmills. Right? Like, but they yeah. want to protect the business owners. You know, these businesses yeah. are open gyms. You know, they have, they have to have customers. Yeah, and also yeah. like the, they're leasing big, um, like big, big, uh, like big like office space kind of thing. Like yeah, you're leasing big space. office space for gym equipment, and you're relying on people that who often don't come to the gym to make your money. Yeah. Guys, I haven't lifted weights in forever. How hard, how hard do people, like, how hard do they exhale after they do, like, a big set of weights? That's still, like, a big ex- exhalation activity, right? Your breath gets, like, pretty, uh... Oh, you don't lose, you don't, like, you know, uh, lose your breath, you lose your breath or yeah. anything like that, but you breathe pretty heavily. You, you breathe out of your mouth. It you depends. are mouth breathing at some point, right? Yeah, well, okay. the, the the theory is like you breathe in, breathe in a big breath, and then you exhale yeah. that breath at the end of every rep. Obviously, like that's like the new way, and like once you get more confident with it, you can like hold your breath for multiple reps and just do it yeah. like that. Again, it depends like how heavy it is, and also how many reps you're doing. Like one heavy rep probably won't like push you like to exhalation, but if I'm doing like 12 13 deadlift reps then yeah i'll, I'll be pretty fucking tired like it's, it'll be like i ran so yeah hmm. okay I think that's similar all right well oh sorry what were you gonna say you, you i thought you were going to say something about setting up a gym at home or something oh yeah i was gonna i'm either look i don't think i can put a gym uh, it's tax time in australia i don't know what tax time is around for you guys actually tax time was like a week, two weeks ago but you know um when, mm-hmm. when is your tax time is it the same as us? It's April, May. April, May. What? Uh, you typically, ever... it's April fifteenth is a tax deadline, but due to COVID, uh, we pushed that deadline out to May seventeenth this year. Okay. Yeah, but it's April. Yeah. Okay. Our one is July first. Um, yeah. So like, if I if I buy a cha- my chair right now, fucking sucks, and like now it's even worse because I'm sitting on it all the time. It's like one of those cheap gamer chairs that you buy. Oh, don't tell me about one of those esports racing chairs. No, 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 no. It's not an actual esports racing chair because it's not like the five hundred dollar one, right? It's like some ninety dollar one that I got from like Office Works, which is like some office and like pencil supplies. I don't know, fucking what call it. It's just like a like a stationary shop, yeah. And it it it's fine. Like it was fine at the start. Like it's it's not like amazing, but the problem is its build quality is fucking garbage, right? So, like, now all the leather is just peeling off, and now all the padding that was there is, like, compressed. And now I'm just sitting on metal. I'm legitimately sitting on metal right now. It's not very comfortable. And I was going to buy Herman Miller before we went to lockdown, and now I'm looking at Herman Miller's on, like, Gumtree or whatever, and everybody took off their Herman Miller ads and then put them all up for $200 more minimum. So they all know everyone's in lockdown. Now they want chairs. So. Yes, the the luxury chair market has uh, actually the the prices have risen a lot because a lot of people are working from home, and also people real a lot of people realize that these esports chairs that uh people are buying are just crap. Yeah, they're um, fucking good. Wait, I mean, I personally I was looking for a Herman Miller chair myself, and um, there's a Herman Miller store in New York City. I wanted to go there before a lockdown happened, but that didn't happen, so I'm still stuck. Using this uh this chair that I have that's pretty shitty, but that catches a lot of dust. This is a tangent, but do you guys actually um like have lower back pain like noticed if you're sitting in a bad chair for a long time? Because I feel like this is just like a genetic thing. Because I don't typically do 
you know, exercises that are good for my back or anything. But I never really have back pain or anything like that. Like, I can shit in, I can, I can, sorry, I can sit in shitty chairs for a long time. And, like, it doesn't really bother me. So I, I, I just want, so I never really understood these conversations where people say, oh, the Herman Miller, the Aeron is so much better for your back. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's better for my back, but I, I know that um before I, before I started going to the gym, I had really bad lower back pain because I had an injury when I was ice skating. Um, and then I started going to the gym. It went away. And I obviously haven't been to the gym in like five weeks. And so now it's coming back. But um, uh, the chair's problem isn't my back. The chair's problem is my fucking butt. My butt hurts. My butt goes numb because I'm sitting on metal. That's what I care about. Yeah, the comfort of, of the paddings of the chairs is really important. Also, I mean, for me, in my, in my work, I mean, I just sit in my chair basically 10 plus hours a day every day working from home. So, I mean, having a good chair is a pretty big deal for me. Ads, why don't you buy a cushion for $10 instead of buying a Herman Miller Aeron for $3,000? How much do they cost? I'm not going to buy a brand new one, man. I'm going to buy a fucking used I'm one. just saying... Couldn't, couldn't you just buy a cushion for like $10? I could buy a cushion for $10, but... Or just pull a cushion you already have in the house and just... just put, I don't, I don't like, like those cushions sitting on a cushion. It feels weird. It does feel whatever. weird. I don't get those people who sit on cushions. I, I feel like you guys are just very pampered and... I don't know. Dude, I just want to hand, hand me air on. What the fuck? I'm trying to support the economy here. Okay? Fucking hell. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, know if what? I can do that, I'm going to buy a barbell and some weights, and I'm just going to start right. lifting at home. Right. I'm going to use this uh, this little time to to just shield my pseudoscience and say everyone should consider sleeping not on a bed, on a mattress on a regular American bed, but just but sleep on the floor. Sleep on like a on like a very light blanket or on the on floor directly, and it, it'll make your back feel better. I'm not a doctor, so uh, whatever. I'm just saying this is my, this is my personal pseudoscience. Yeah. Okay. No. No. I'm gonna no, pass on that. <laughs> I've I've slept on the floor, like before. Not now. I don't sleep on yeah. the floor. It's all right. It's fine. Look, you, look, your back will hurt at first, but eventually your, your back will get stronger. And and uh, the back said, if I don't podcast... want to do any. I don't want to do any lifting to make my back stronger. So I'm just gonna put my back in, in hey. you know, bad positions and make it stronger that way. Hey, all look, right. look. Yeah. If the podcast business doesn't take off, then I'm I'm just gonna launch my own like uh, self help health book about like the the floor sleeping method or something like that and and, and and whatever I'll get testimonials from people fake testimonials saying you know this this cured my back pain. Oh, so Wax is gonna be one of those crazy people that shill shills uh their products. Okay. Uh, he's gonna be. Why can't you shill this product? Why can't you shill Wax half full? Look, that product I, sounds I, like I, garbage. You know, so no, does Wax half full. I, no, I'm I'm much more confident in the sleep on the floor product. I, f- I feel like that actually has like some, some legs to business, because you you can like put on you can put the or- whole like Oriental angle on it. Oh, you know, like people in Japan and China and the Korea have been sleeping that way for for X years, and you know they don't have like whatever back pain, what yada yada. You know, like, I I feel like there's like a little there's, there's much more opportunity for grift there than there is for wax half full. I don't just, know about yeah. that. I mean, for, and when, when I have to sleep in rooms where I, where I share with other people, um, mm-hmm. I don't even sleep on the floor. I take two chairs and a coffee table and use that as a pseudo bed rather than sleep on the floor. If it's a floor with like, so I, I don't like to sleep on like 
so I haven't. Uh, so in in my this, I'm, I'm developing my method right now, thinking about how I'm going to write my book. I haven't advanced myself to the level where I sleep on directly on the hardwood floor. I still need like a very thin blanket or or a carpeting to sleep on it. But I feel like eventually I could get there. So now here here's a question for you guys. Yeah. I mean, for me, I can't sleep without a blanket. So yes, so I if mean. I sleep on the floor, can you guys sleep on the floor without a blanket, or do you have to have a blanket? No, you can, you can have it on top of you. It's, it's all about so 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 for for the wax method. Is that what we're gonna call it? For, so for for the wax method of uh, of sleep and back pain relief. Yeah, you, you can you can whatever's on top of you can be whatever you want. A blanket, a weighted blanket, nothing. But it's all about how your back makes contact with the floor while you're sleeping, and that that's what's gonna solve your back back pain. How many centimeters do I need? Like, what's what's the max amount of centimeters between my back and the floor? You know what I mean? Like, how many centimeters not, are we talking about? I'm not sure. About? Yeah, I mean, what's the difference between that and a box spring? Like, like it depends. It depends on the natural curvature of your back and like how big your butt is. I, I, I guess adds those those lifts. So, so maybe like he has a higher higher arc that makes it harder for him to do this. I don't. I don't sleep on my back. I oh, never okay. sleep on well, my back. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, this this is only for back sleepers. This is not for side sleepers because uh, you're uh, what is it? Isn't sleeping on your on your stomach the worst thing ever? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be yes. awful. But I yeah, also I, think I like back, but back sleeping in general is supposed to be healthier than side sleeping. I think. Yeah, I only side sleep or, or stomach sleep. I don't back sleep. Right. But I also move a lot in my sleep, so like I fall off right. my bed at least once a month. You know what? If you sat on the floor, you couldn't you couldn't fall anywhere. True. true. <laughs> uh, falling off the bed every time I move to a new place, uh, I fall off the bed. For like the first week or so, then I just don't fall wow. off the bed ever. I always wake up just as I'm about to fall off the bed. So I'm like I'm in a mid dream, and I just wake up and I'm like, bang! I'm about to fall, and I just put my hand on on the floor, and I stop myself from falling every time. Right. And this is good, like market research. I, I'm gonna look up like cases of people who have died because they fell off the bed and they hit their head. I'm, I'm gonna look that up and say, you know, like you know, you you are you are risking death or severe injury by sleeping on on a raised bed. Why, why not sleep on the floor where it's safe? Okay, look, if you guys want to support Wax's endeavor to make this book and also shill it on 3am free to air to your television. I would I would never siphon funds from the podcast for that. That 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 podcast, that project is, is its own. I would never, I would never. But if you would, you can go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash jujus and support us and support Wax in buying food or coffee so that he can not siphon the money, but use the money in a roundabout way to write this book. All right, let's go to a new topic. All right. I don't want to hear Wax talk about how he's going to save the world's back pain. How about you guys save the world's back pain by um, lifting weights? All right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that's that's actually you know what I, I feel like for a lot of people I feel like depending on who you talk to, some some people might find it more tenable to lift weights than to sleep on the floor. Anyway. So after admonishing ads many, many times in the past for bringing up serious topics, I'm going to bring up a serious topic of my own. So, sorry, ads. This, this is truly <laughs> hypocritical bully behavior. I expected it from you. Yes. Uh, I mean, whatever. It, it is Toxic Masculinity Podcast. That, that, True, that's basically what Wax Apple is. That, that is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that's, that's that. So... For I guess our viewership, do, do they need a recap? I feel like a little bit. This this was a topic du jour in America, but perhaps it, it wasn't a large topic internationally. So, 
basically ESPN talking head, Stephen A. Smith, their most famous talking head, perhaps the most famous talking head of all sports, was on his daily show. And he was talking about major league player Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is a Japanese player who passed over to, the, to American leagues a couple of years ago. And he is probably one of the most interesting, unique talents in maybe the last hundred years because he is a player who both pitches and hits. And that hasn't happened since Babe Ruth. So he is an extremely talented, unique player who is set up to be now possibly the biggest star in all of baseball. And as with many Japanese players in the past, and not, and not, and not just Japanese players, many Dominican players, many, many players from Latin America, his English is not the best. So he speaks through an interpreter when he does interviews. He does his media through an interpreter. And Stephen A. Smith, he went on a show and he, he did a 90-second-ish bits on how and now this is where my choice and my nuance of words probably affects the conversation a little bit but basically uh he so in his words he said it's harmful it's harmful to baseball that he needs an interpreter and let me find the exact quote where it says it's harmful sorry god damn it sorry okay so yeah yeah, sorry you find it when I look, yeah, when I look at Otani, he is big time. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the, but the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree. When that's your box box office appeal, it needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. Uh, by the way, they're white. And unfortunately, at this moment in time, that's not the case. So that, that that's part of a larger. Uh, you know, larger commentary, but I took out just the, uh, the part where people took objection to. And this, obviously, it caused a huge backlash in the media. It, like, like Basically, I don't... Everyone just piled on and said, like, you can't say that. Like, you are wrong. Like, like that, that is racist. That's insensitive. That's offensive. All, all of the criticism possible was uh, piled upon Stephen A. Smith. And he... And and this is a was a story that evolved quickly. Like a couple of hours later, he clarified. He tried to clarify, saying, "No, no, no, no. Like you know, like I, I love the player." And and he also like you know he expressed you know that he's he likes this player a lot. But he said, "No, I'm only talking about his marketability. I'm not talking about. I'm not trying to denigrate this player at all." And then a couple of hours later, he basically had to backtrack completely, saying, "You know, I was wrong." Blah 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 blah. So, uh, hmm, where to start, Felix? What are your thoughts as the only fan of baseball here? Um, there are multiple angles to this. Um, first off, what he talks about using an interpreter. Um, Latino players usually, normally don't use interpreters because um, usually when they're young, they get scouted by the teams and then they brought into their academies and their minor league system. So, and then their coaches force them to have to learn English or you know, or have their teammates help them. But interviews are with Latino players are mostly done in, in, in English with no interpreter. Right. Right, but but some do. I, I, that's, no, that's no, very yeah. rarely they use interpreters. Most of them speak broken English, but that's what they use. But some do, like like, like some do. Okay, that's very rare, do. very very rare. How many um, of those guys are big time players? Because the way you explain big time players do not use interpreters. Like it's, it's very rare. Maybe if someone's very new in their, in their in their minor leagues, they might use interpreters. But in the major leagues, English only for Latino players. Did now the reason why Japanese players use interpreters is that. Um, Baseball teams have to pay a huge amount of money to the Japanese club to acquire the rights for that player to sign a contract with. 
And baseball teams like, hey, if we're spending millions and millions of dollars trying to get this player to come to America play, we might as well just spend some more money having an interpreter with him at all times. And so the Japanese players, they get comfortable using an interpreter um, to, to handle their, their, you know, their baseball calls. So but yeah, in that but, sense... But more importantly, like, they've already been been playing in Japan for, like, much longer than the Latin American players. Like, they come yes, over... Yes, they're probably they're professionally like, in Japan. That's that's why they have the posting system, and that's why clubs spend millions of dollars. And to them, an interpreter is just like, okay, it's a small expense. We'll just hire this guy to, 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 to help him. Right, right. Just, just the way their agreement between, like, the Japanese League and Major League Baseball works, they can't, like, poach kids. Basically, they have to let the Japanese League have them until they're, like, 27 or 26 and then they could come to to major league baseball, but by um, then, like, not necessarily. The rules are basically saying that Japanese want to protect their own players because you know they play Japanese baseball. Japanese baseball doesn't want to lose their talent right. to America. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that, that, but, that, that's that's minutiae. Generally, they come over as like more fully, more fully. Yes, they come over as more more fully fully fledged players. Okay, and so you know, and then they, and then once they use the interpreter, it gets very comfortable for them, and that's why they don't they don't need to speak learn to speak English. Now, to talk to teammates, you know, they might use speak English, and they might speak very good English, in fact. Um, you know, there have always been stories about Ichiro Suzuki speaking very good English with his teammates and, uh, you know, cursing a lot. But um, the reason why they don't want to use interpret, they don't want to speak English to the public is because there could be a multiple of reasons, such as, you know, they're not comfortable speaking it to the public, um, they want to. They want to translate to their fans in Japan. Um, the media can get get out of hand with, if they make a mistake. There are many explanations why players wouldn't would you rather use an interpreter. But what do you feel about it? Do you think those reasons are valid, or do you think they're just bullshit excuses? Well, I I, f- I feel like that's sort of like dodging the, the entire like the crux of this uh, of, of the controversy is like, like is what he said racist or not, right? Because I, I, I feel like the reason why I brought it up is because I wanted to be slightly contrarian at least. So, I so the, the reasons reasons are not they're not speaking English, and I, and I thought at, initially initially I thought this controversy was kind of uh kind of overblown and kind of dumb because. I thought like the, the the so at first I thought the biggest mistake Stephen A. Smith made was he said the quiet part out loud, right? It's isn't it? I thought it's just obvious that you know if you're if you're in America and you are if you speak English then you're more marketable and if you're in America and you don't speak English you're less marketable and that just seems to be common sense and I feel like that's just how all like whether it's baseball or the sponsors like that's how they're going to think about it. Yeah, I mean that's happens in every country, yeah, and that's that, not to say, and that's not to say. So this is where the wording gets a little bit tricky because because Stephen A. Smith didn't. Well, okay, maybe, well, this is where the wording is tricky because maybe he did suggest that he he cannot be the biggest star. This is how people construed it, I suppose. They construed it as him saying like this guy can't be the face of baseball. This guy can't be the biggest star in the league because he doesn't speak English, which I don't think is true. I think. If you're good enough at sports, like in sports, unlike music or acting or any other endeavor where you have to speak as your primary skill, it's your primary skill here is the sport. So as long as you're good enough at that, you can still be the biggest star. But in the sense of if you break down his argument, his argument to its fundamentals qualitatively, his argument, I agree with the fundamental argument that if he spoke English, he could be a bigger star. Basically, that's what I'm. That, that's what I understood it as. 
but other people understood it as saying like you know like you know this japanese guy can't be the face of the league and has to be this white american and you know i can understand why people thought that way because he literally brought up bryce harper and like trout who are basically who are sort of like stand-ins for the most for like you know these very stereotypical wholesome white american guys so i i can see why the way the matches came across it was very controversial but like at its core, I, I didn't really think like he said anything that was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those things where that I hate in sports media where you get caught up in the optics of it, in the messaging and the weight of the message. But at its core, I don't think anyone disagrees that if Otani spoke English, he could be a bigger star, and and he'll and like, he'll probably be a huge star anyway. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, like maybe you know. It, you can accuse him of making a uninteresting point. Like it's like say like why would you bring that point up, right? It's like well, why is it interesting to say that hey, if you speak English, you will be a bigger star? Why is that a a a, a take, quote unquote? Well, so, so- MLB's been facing a lot big problem, and you know, trying to you know make its fan base younger, more relatable to to kids and younger adults. Um, Mike Trout. Uh, has already been tried to make as the face of the MLB, but Mike Trout doesn't want to advertise, even though he's universally recognized as the best player in baseball. MLB actually tried to make him the face a couple years ago, you know, a couple years back, but uh, he said no. So MLB's like, okay, we're not going to make him, you know, we're going to just let him be, do his own thing because uh, we can't force him to be more marketable. Now, in MLB today, I guess the most marketable face in baseball would probably be Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, who is a young shortstop from San Diego Padres, who's, who's, who has flair. Um, but but as, as far as making Shohei Otani the face of Major League for, Baseball... For the sake of the conversation, for the sake of this conversation, where is Fernando Tatis Jr. from and what is his ethnicity? Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is from the San Diego Padres and his ethnicity is Latino. Okay. Um... As far as making Shohei Otani the face of Major League Baseball, um, maybe he just doesn't want to do it. Maybe he just doesn't want to become, you know, popular like Mike Trout. And they both play. And Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both play on the Los Angeles Late Angels. So it's, yeah. um, you know, they have some sort of similar uh, uh, idea there. Yeah. I suppose. They, the Angels are a bad team. Basically, they're a bad team, and it's hard for players on that team to become stars because they're never in the postseason and they're never there, like you know, when all the eyes are watching. So that that's sort of the the point there. That's also a big point is that the Angels are a mediocre team who keep um, trying to uh, make big signings to improve their team, but it, ne- it never succeeds. So, I mean, yeah. as, as as a face of the league, you probably want to make the playoffs consistently. Yeah. No, but like, but like, I feel like going back to the fundamental argument about whether what Stephen A. Smith said was racist or not, I I, uh, I I just feel like his wording could be construed as racist. But ultimately, I feel like the the underlying logic behind it isn't flawed because it's just saying that yeah, like people who speak English get a little bit of edge, and that's like that's common sense, and that's not to say these guys can't become these Latino players or these Japanese players or whatever players from other countries like. They can obviously become the biggest star in the league, but it's like I don't know how much boost it would be to speak English. It would be would it be two percent? Would it be fifty percent? I don't know. But like I don't think anyone can argue that it wouldn't be a boost to speak English, right? It would be a boost to speak English, yes. But you also have to remember that this is Stephen A. Smith. Um, he he tends to make race a big issue in some of his arguments on first take. Does so he- I mean, yes, he does, especially on basketball issues. 
Um, he talks about how a lot of times about black coaches versus white coaches in the NBA and on football. So yes, he, so, he sometimes does make race a big issue, which is why I think this 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 comment has uh, gotten more traction than, than people think it would be. Well, yes, but that that's why it's more of a gotcha than like a, people are actually caring about the argument. It's like a gotcha of like, oh, hey, this black guy sticks up for his like his kid, but he's willing to like make these ignorant like racist comments by Asians. Like, it's more of a gotcha than anyone actually like looking at what he was saying. Like, and that is that's why I hate this argument. That's why I hate this entire controversy because it's more about the optics and the messaging than what was actually said. I mean, and then it was, well, it is actually about what was said, but it's not about the uh, underlying argument, I feel. Right, right, right. I'm just pointing out that, you know, CMA does tend to use race as, uh, you know, a topic to, to, to go on. No, I understand. Well, I have a question, right? First off, the, the question is would this comment be as bad? If he doesn't list two white players as examples of people with box office appeal, because you guys just said, uh, like, uh, 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 there is, I know for a fact there is a big Latino like uh, percentage of like, pop- population. I don't know what the word is uh, of players in the MLB. I don't know how many Japanese players there are. Uh, I'm assuming there's a few, but not to the level of like Latino players and stuff like that. Right. Had he list, had he listed someone else? from a different race, would that have... I, I, again, I don't see that big of an issue with his comment. Like, it, it's true. Like, he, again, you see it in, like, other sports as well. You, you see it in esports, for fuck's sake. Like, you know, how much do NA, play, NA teams and LCS make a big deal if your players always... Like, you know when a player makes has an interview in, in full English, and even if their English is broken, and all the fans are like, wow, this, this guy, look at his English improving, you know what I mean? Like, people are attached to that idea of somebody... You know, in, I guess the word is integrating into your community, yeah. whether it be through like, and the easiest way to see that beyond like, like, uh, I don't know, like seeing the dude fucking, I don't know, uh, donate to charity or like become a charitable person in the community is to see this guy learn English and, you know, uh, use English in his interviews, like, right? Like the, that shows that, Hey, this guy's like integrating into the community, whether that's like a necessary thing for a guy who's playing bas- uh, b- baseball. Probably not, but again, you got to think. You know, if you want to just become uh, play baseball, cool. But you're not going to be the biggest star. Like that's just a fact. The biggest stars are doing, you know, major interviews. They're doing a lot of marketing, that kind of thing. And it depends on what you want. Like, like how how much, how big do you want to be? I guess it goes back to the uh, just to connect to something else. Is um something similar was, um, Osaka. She had the whole issue with the French Open about not wanting to do interviews obviously it's different from language but it's a similar thing where marketability ultimately is is king right so whoever's like running these do you not think that the mlb like directors or whoever like runs the mlb wants him to learn english i mean obviously the executives would think that they wanted him to learn english and speak english but i mean they can't they're not going to force him to do it of course they can't force him to do it yeah that's 100 true I feel like I feel like if like Stephen A hadn't come out and and made this conversation and made it about like and made it politics made made it about because basically like once you bring this out here as a public figure it becomes discourse about like Asian American violence has gone up by like you know anti sorry anti Asian American violence has gone up by like X percent this year and this is like an X racial climate and it, and it changes the tenor of the conversation I feel like before this like 
probably someone from Nike and probably someone on on his crew were saying, hey, you know, like you know, take some English lessons so we can like you know get you some more endorsements so we can like help out your brand so that that it's good for you and it's good for the league and it's good for everyone. I feel like people were having those conversations in private, right? I, I feel like they have they have to have done that. They would have one hundred percent. It would, but the thing is that you got to think about his intentions. Does he want to become a big star in America or does he want to be a star in Japan where he is a big star? No, no, no. It's up to him whether or not he takes that advice. I'm not saying he has to take that advice, but I'm saying these are like conversations someone can have and they don't have any racial component to them. Like someone at Nike or whoever his sponsor is could have come come up to him and said in private, hey... Hey, you know, if you learn some, if your English is better, we can do some more commercials, and we can, you know, your profile goes up, and your con- your next contract might be better. And that conversation wouldn't be considered racist by anyone. I feel like, like I don't think his agent or or even hit the player himself, Otani himself, would consider that conversation racist. They would consider that a reality of doing business. I mean, that's possibly. I mean, you probably would know this most about, most wax because didn't we go through this in the initial part of StarCraft Two? Where you're, you're trying to make players learn English to speak to their English crowd. Yeah, well, I, I feel like, well, this goes back to what Ads was saying too. Like, like Ads, like this isn't StarCraft too. Like, I, I feel like in League of Legends, where there's it's a sport where there's a lot of international back and forth. Like we see people are celebrated when they uh, it, when they quote unquote integrate or they learn the language. So you can't have like, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't celebrate it when they do integrate and. Uh, and say, oh no, you can't force them to integrate. It's like it because because the underlying sentimentality, the underlying like thought process is the same thing. It's like like, like the un- underlying understanding is the same. It's just how he's presenting like we, it. We like it when guys learn the language and they assimilate. And like you can't you can't only bring it up when it's positive and then not. Never, I don't know. It's yeah. It's like assimilation is bad, but also we want you to assimilate. You know, like. The, the word assimilation in and of itself is like, at least in Australia, I don't know how it's taken in America, it has a negative connotation, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe that's a wrong word. Yeah, to, to get used to, to acclimatize, to, yeah. to integrate, whatever you want to call it. Integrate. Yeah. Integrate. Maybe that's the right word. Integrate. Yeah, so that, that's, yeah. So that's why, so like, at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, downplay their legit, some of the legitimate criticisms in terms of, Hey, like this racial climate, you know, the kind of like violence that happening toward Asian Americans right now in that environment. Yes, I can understand why people would be very wary. They would have like, they'd be very tense and very cautious about any of these comments. And you know, they have to be very defensive here and try not to normalize any kind of like anti-Asian rhetoric or what would be perceived as anti-Asian rhetoric. So I can sort of understand why people were being very cautious about this and very sensitive to it. But ultimately it's, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can. I don't know. I feel like that's that's the uh, the Trump. That's the problem of living in modern of in the present environment. It's there are certain conversations you can't have because even if they're legitimate. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, I, I feel like the wording here is very hard because this is literally what like right wing like pundits say. Like, why can't we have why can't we have this conversation? It's just an honest conversation conversation but there are like actually very dishonest actors who will like you know very bad faith use these arguments that i'm using that i'm making so that's why it's very hard to like say this well that's Tends hard to, to say it i'm just saying like it's hard to say it in polite company yeah i i get i get your point i, I get what Stephen a smith was trying to make i just feel like the way he presents it could have improved a, a lot 
And he, he could have just left it at, hey, um, if your, your biggest stars need to be marketable. And he can't be the biggest star, but he can still be a star. Like, it just... The upper echelon of players is... Like, like, you could think about any sport, right? The upper echelon of players is, like... There's such a gulf between the top three, four people in a sport versus everybody else. Like, the, the gulf is massive, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's earnings ability in terms of popularity, yeah. Yeah, like, it's huge. And to be the top three, four player, you not only... Like, talent isn't enough, right? Like, talent gets you a seat at the table, but it doesn't keep you at the table. Ultimately, you need to bring some sort of package alongside that, right? But maybe this guy's thinking, like, hang on, I'm already fucking going to be massive in Japan, and I'm going to be raking in marketing in Japan. Why the fuck should I do this? Like, I might as well, you know, chill out here and just rake it in Japan. I get the, I, like Felix was saying, like, um, you know, having him talking in Japanese is good for his Japan marketability, maybe. If they show that stuff on TV, like, viewers, uh, or like, news channels, Viewers get to see him talking in Japanese. And I guess, like, the Japanese market... Like, you could obviously dub over it. Like, you know how some like news channels just dub over like, the yeah, voices people, of a translator? American commercials don't do that. They, they just don't. What do you mean? Oh, do they just show um, subtitles? No, no. Dub? No, I mean, they do a lot of interviews no, no. live, so there's no way you can you know, you dub over. No, no, there I'm saying... Be, there will be... Yeah, I'm saying in Japan... Um, like, you know, when it's shown, shown on a TV show or, or, a, or a news channel, right? Like, later. Later on, not live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I want to push back on you and say, like, no, like, I, I want to push back and say, I, I definitely think he has a potential to be the biggest star in Major League Baseball. I just think the point is that, like, the, knowing English will make it even bigger. I mean, I don't, I can't say how much bigger it would be. Maybe it's, like, negligible. Maybe it's a huge, but I'm just saying, like, just denying that it, w- it would be somewhat beneficial is just dumb. So, wait, you think it's possible for him to become the biggest star without speaking English in interviews? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But that that's completely possible, and I'm, and all like I just think it's just, it's a matter of why are we denying that knowing English would make it even bigger, like some some degree bigger, whether it's huge or or like or like minor. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. I, I get your point. I don't have an argument against it, other than you're extremely right-wing racist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Max exposed for being what he really is. I know. I I I went I went to. I just want to have an honest conversation. And I was like, "Fuck, fuck." We 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 are in a bad place. Well, I, yeah. I am in a bad place. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm gonna save you here by doing a mad transition. Speaking of right, being cool. in a bad place. In Japan, they're in a bad place right now because they're making fish and chips pizzas. And Domino's Pizza, who, by the way, in Japan, sell very expensive pizzas. I just want to say this, okay? The pizzas are fucking expensive. Um, have made a fish... a crisp, uh, the, the, the correct term is crispy fish and chips pizza. And it has sent shockwaves across the globe. And people are asking... Why the fuck anybody wanted to make this? Who had the idea? Dude, did you say pizza? No, I said pizza. No, pizza. Pizza. No, you, you said pizza. No. Those are different I didn't sounds, man. I didn't mean to say it if I did. It was All a right, slip cool. of the tongue. Okay. You know what? Um, you know what? I, I should not have done that because I feel like if we, if we do this show in a way where people 
nitpick pronunciation mistakes all the time, it's going to go downhill really fast. So I, I apologize. Again, I apologize. Wax, wax is attacking a minority group, an ethnic minority in Australia. For <laughs> he his showed his right wing that's right here. For his pronunciation oh, no. of a word. God, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to learn English here, Wax. Okay, I'm just trying to integrate. I'm trying to assimilate into your community. Okay, Wax. How dare you insult Italian culture? I'm, I'm kidding. Anyways. Um, Columbus Day so, should be a holiday. I'm so kidding. I'm the, kidding. The, the reason why this came up was because somebody, I don't know if this person lives in Japan or not, but he made, he he was so shocked at this the existence of a crispy fish and chips pizza that he um he made a Twitter post about it. It went viral. And he said, Japan Domino's have invented a dish that insults both England and Italy. And, you know, this is comedic timing because... You know, the Euros were last week. Uh, and Domino's Pizza Japan responds, We are sorry our fish and chips pizza has caused so much trouble. We think it's quite delicious. If you are in Japan and would like to challenge us, would like to challenge, let us know. We may be able to work an, out an, a plan internally that we can offer to you for free. So Domino's, I, I am also horrified by this. You guys should fly me to Japan and make me try this pizza for free. Okay? Like, well... I'm just, saying and also sponsor the pod well i mean first off the pizza's 38 us dollars i told you domino's is so expensive man. i ordered it once because i was like 13 inch pizza 38 dollars okay i don't think we could i don't think we have the money to uh afford afford this pizza same man fuck that i ordered domino's pizza once i didn't realize how much it would cost in japan because i was like yeah it was super expensive you know what i also had i had the um the vending machine pizza that was pretty decent. I was surprised. Was it hot? Does it come it out? Was like yes, it's, extra... it came out hot. I don't know if they warm it, it up or not, and it's just like frozen pizza. But I, I, I don't know the internal of it. Wait, yeah. Wait, do you have to wait? wait for it to come out? Okay, so it's like five minutes. Yeah, it's like five dollars, five US dollars. That one. Yeah, it's a frozen pizza. They're they're heating up. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta say is so if in this in this Sora news article they actually have one of their reporters in Japan try the pizza and so and this guy is in Japan so he's going by Japanese taste and he says it tastes fine so 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 along those lines if we're taking the sample of one to be truth then this taste is like you know obviously maybe it'll make people who in England mad it'll make people in Italy mad but they nailed the flavor for the Japanese market apparently because this guy says it's fine. And well, what are the ingredients? Tell us the ingredients. It's uh, fried fish, tartar sauce on the fried fish, and the only ingredient this guy had had a uh, oh sorry and, and like a, so the chips are like not fries but whatever they're like little thin potato rounds, but what it, it's potato, and the only ingredient this guy this uh, this Japanese reviewer had a problem with was these whole lemon slices that are put on pizza and I disagree with that too like I, I agree like why would you do that. Just put fried fish and tartar sauce and potatoes on a pizza, and honestly, I would have. I think the, I think that sounds pretty good. And give them a lemon, like on the side, just Why give them a lemon in the box. A lemon slice. Yeah. yeah, putting it on the pizza is like really, really weird. But, but like beyond that, I'm not. I I object to the price. I object to the lemon, but to the concept of fish on a pizza, I I I, I don't hate it. It's it's fine. I mean, yeah. you already have fish on pizza. It's called anchovies. So I mean, the fish is whatever. Well, anchovy pizza again. It, it's like shit. It's very. It's a very what? unique taste. Yes, I don't like anchovies on pizza, but fish has been on pizza before. 
before. So I've, I never liked fish shaped pizza. Wait, wait. So here's here's a, here's a tangent. I feel like anchovy pizza is brought up a lot in like media as like a thing that's gross, but I haven't seen it. Like I have rarely ever seen it. Like it's never worked. Like, like Hawaiian pizza, it actually exists. I've like Hawaiian pizza you see here and there, so that's like a real polarizing thing. Anchovy pizza is, is at this point it's just a media trope. It doesn't actually exist in reality. No one actually orders anchovy pizza. My friend ordered the anchovy pizza, and I'm pretty sure he got food poisoning. So right. that's that that's just it. your friend. I'm gonna say it. that's just your friend. I think it's not something that somewhere like Domino's would sell. I don't actually know if Domino's sells. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna. I'm going to order Domino's tonight. They don't sell? Not in America. Not, Not in America. America. Really? Yeah. I think it's more like a specialist pizza chain. Not even chain. Pizza mm-hmm. shop thing. It's like a pizza shop thing. Versus like pizza, pizza restaurant thing. Versus so, just so like here, a fast here, chain. So I, as a New Yorker, I, I'm going to like explain a couple of things. Saying like, this is where... So anchovy pizza is basically... Pop, it's probably like a 1980s trope. Where, you know, in terms of where the media got it from. But, but New York pizza has evolved in a way where there's like weirder pizzas that are not common elsewhere, but are very common in New York that I feel like popular media has not caught up to in terms of like of, in terms of like representation. So if there's like a TV show or a movie in New York, they won't depict these pizzas, but they're actually really common. So, so, ads, so let me know what you think of these. Or, or Keith, let me know what you think of these. What do you guys think of buffalo chicken pizza? Seems fun. There's no such thing as buffalo cheese. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Yes, there you is. Blue cheese? No, buffalo cheese? cheese. No, buffalo cheese. Oh, 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 buffalo mozzarella. No, no, no. Buffalo mozzarella cheese. Bu- we had this conversation before. No, no, no. I meant buffalo hot, buffalo wings, buffalo wings chicken pizza, as in the yeah. American city of Buffalo. Okay. Um, hot, hot chicken pizza is what I should say. Hot sauce chicken pizza. Yes, yeah, seems fine. I don't see right. any issue with that. Here. Barbecue chicken pizza. Trash. That seems disgusting. Not gonna lie. Oh my god! Keith, the- wait, wait, okay. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the list. This thing has okay. wait, blue wait, wait, cheese wait. in it. I- it's already trash. Wait, wait, wait. I- I'm gonna give you. So Keith has one at a time. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna name three New York. Uh, un- unorthodox dishes that have become very commonplace in the last couple of years, maybe four, and I'll, I'll let you all chime in on it. So, one is the buffalo chicken pizza, which is basically a pizza with a uh, you know chicken slices and hot sauce on it. Two barbecue chicken, which is similar to that the last pizza. It's just chicken and cheese, but with bu- with barbecue sauce instead of hot sauce. Three chicken and broccoli, which is like I. I- well, I personally enjoy it a lot, but I can see how it's, in, how it's like a, a not popular, but it's basically chicken and broccoli on a pizza. And this is just like a very, very normal combo in New York now. And four, uh, pizza with pasta on it. Uh, this is a little bit, I, I can't really, this, is a little, this differs a little bit from store to store. Some places do a lasagna style. Some people do a penne style. But I'm going to say the penne with, with chicken is the most common style. So these four unorthodox pizzas, which have actually become very common in New York in the last, I don't know, I don't say decade. What do you guys think about these styles? Keith, go first. Uh, buffalo, don't care. Barbecue trash. Uh, chicken and broccoli goaded pasta on pizza. I would try it. Oof. So why don't you like the barbecue? 
I don't like barbecue sauce. Same. Oh, yeah. Barbecue sauce I, is trash. I, I love barbecue sauce. Barbecue chicken is so good. Do you not like it because it's too sweet, or like what's the reason? Uh, I don't know. There's just basically one day I just woke up and I didn't like barbecue sauce anymore. I just don't care for it. I can eat it like if I have to, but I don't care for it. But you're okay I, with ketchup, right? No, I don't eat ketchup. Oh, okay, never mind. That makes sense. The fuck? If you don't like ketchup, ketchup uh, is okay. trash. I, I like ketchup. I love ketchup, but I don't like barbecue sauce. You don't like ketchup? Sauce. Yeah, but but it makes sense. If you don't like ketchup, it, it the, the logical train follows that you would not like barbecue sauce. That makes sense. Yeah, fine. I, I think the pasta one, I think I've tried it. I, I think I've tried something similar to it where they put pasta and pizza. I, I think oh, I've oh, tried that. All right. So it's, it's made it across the sea. Yeah. It was at like one of these um fancy restaurants at like a casino in Australia. So I'm, I'm assuming they, they make like international dishes because they get a lot of international customers. Oh, by the way, Keith, you, you, you said chicken and broccoli is goaded. So what part about it is goaded? Is it? It's, it's got to be the broccoli then, right? That's the only thing. I mean, thing. chicken on pizza is great, and broccoli on pizza is great. I mean, I've only had it once. I had I've been in New York one time, and okay. during that trip, I had uh, chicken and broccoli pizza, and it was great. All right. I feel so, like cauliflower yeah. lends itself better to an oven than broccoli. It pro- it probably does, to be honest, and and I feel like I don't know why they don't do that. It's probably just broccoli is cheaper, to be honest. I feel broccoli like broccoli is much cheaper than cauliflower. Cauliflower yeah. also yeah. probably wouldn't go well with cheese rather than broccoli. I've had no. cauliflower and cheese. Cauliflower no, and cheese no, no, is no. really good. No, 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 no. Cauliflower and cheese is literally like a British national dish. It's it's literally like like yeah. a national dish of England. So okay. that's not that's not this that. But uh, yeah, no. Well, we, I, we can I think, we can uh, wax. You you can clearly. You've clearly shown that you are not afraid to um, you know, call out cultures. On this pod, yeah, yeah. All, all, all I'm saying is that uh, for for the non-New Yorkers in this podcast, chicken and broccoli on pizza. It's I don't know why it hasn't spread yet, but it's like it is a now it's established itself. It's it's up there. If you go to New York, you get your pepperoni, your sauces, your supreme, your Weber slices. Chicken and broccoli is just it's just there. It's a standard slice now. So I don't know if it's ever gonna spread. Maybe this is okay. one of those trends that that doesn't spread, but it's pretty good. So give question. it a shot if you can find it. Yeah. Question. Are you going to... If, if if this was... Okay, this is $38. Even if I go to Japan right now, I'm not trying this. Mm-hmm. This, this just ain't worth $38 to me, okay? But let's say it is $10, right? Uh, would you try it? Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. What about sure. you, Felix? Did you try it? Oh, I definitely would try it once. I probably wouldn't like it because... Uh... Tara sauce and malt vinegar sauce on pizza seems uh doesn't seem good in my eyes. I I am not a pizza purist at all, so like I will have anything. Like, I am like the anti purist, so like, I'm willing to try anything once. You know what? It actually looks half decent. Like from the photos, it actually looks half decent. Yeah, but that's a marketing photo. Like everything looks everything looks half decent in that case. Is it the, well, not the, the marketing photo, photo. The photo well, of the guy is. taking the taking the pizza. The guy who actually ordered the pizza. He took like you know photos of the pizza itself. It's not like I find it most funny is that he's using chopsticks in the photos to pick <laughs> up things. That's what, that's what I find yeah. the most funny. All right. Anyway, moving on. Let's go. On, let's go on to our last topic of the day, guys. Which one do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, 
hard seltzer and yeast being cheap, or do I talk about poop in a toilet? You know what I want, but whatever. I know what Wax wants. I'm I'm fine with other. I don't have a preference towards one or the other, to be honest. Alright, you know what? As as I actually, I, I wanted your insight on this one, so we'll, we'll go with the the the, the poop topic. You wanted my so, professional and uh, expert insight on poop. No, well, on, on environmentalism mostly, but whatever. So, so basically, Reuters reports that a South Korean professor has invented a toilet that turns your poop into biofuel. This biofuel specifically is methane, methane fuel. And basically, so they've installed these toilets at his university. And whenever you go to take a poop, take a crap in these toilets, you get these credits because you've, uh, I don't know, like they, they just do, I guess. Because like, you're like being... it's, it's, it's like, um, do you guys have time zone in America? What? No, it's like uh, an arcade where you get like um, where you get like not st- stamps. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. You get oh, credits, tickets, right? Yeah, David, yeah tickets. Yeah, Dave, Dave, like Dave and Buster, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an like, arcade. It's, it's like a Dave and Buster's where instead of playing Fruit Ninja, you take a shit and they give you tickets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. basically. Mm. So, 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 so in, in the pre-show, me and Felix were talking about this thing. So basically, this toilet, the way it works is is that you poop in it and it doesn't use electricity. He has like he has microorganisms in the tank that convert the poop into methane. And yeah, methane yeah. is a I've is a natural gas that. fuel. Yeah, it's a natural gas fuel. And I was gonna I wanted to ask you as the environmentalist, is this actually better for the environment? Like is this endeavor like cute or is it actually like a good thing? Like because I, I wasn't sure. Yeah well that's the thing methane is a, like in general is a greenhouse gas. It's a greenhouse horrible gas. greenhouse yes. gas, but, right? But but the thing is, um, the thing is, it's more efficient than other greenhouse gases, which is basically what other things do, right? Like they they use methane, they use a um, fuel, and they it's emit better, carbon dioxide, right? It's better than burning coal, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, it's bur- better than burning coal. Coal, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's why I want to ask you because, like, this, this is an article. It's been, you know, well, it's not touted in this article, but on Twitter and you know, in the social media discourse, it's been touted as, "Oh, this is sustainability." And like, is it really? Is it really? Well, the it's question start- is, it- how are they? How are they? Like, what is the after you burn the methane? What comes out, right? So, what's the? I don't like, know. That's why I was asking. That's what I was asking you, as as environmentalism expert. Yeah, well, um, I think if if this guy if if it wasn't like sustainable, then this guy wouldn't have made it, right? Like, it doesn't make it doesn't I, make sense. But the thing no, is, is that no, 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 he, no, no he, he's he's a university professor. University professors just do things to do things sometimes. Sometimes I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I think we already do it through our sewage system. Like the, the your poop goes into the waste treatment plant, and they use microorganisms to 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 break down the, the, the sewage. So this is just doing that on a small on a micro scale, which I don't know if it's any more efficient. Because we're gonna do that on a large scale. Why 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 do we need to to generate these coins on a, on a personal toilet? So, so I gotta ask, like, like, if we just dump the poop in the ocean, that's not a bad thing, right? 
Is that a bad thing? Yeah, it kind of is. Is it? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree with, with ads here because we tend to dump our sewage in the river, and that's always always polluting the the water. So I assume it is. Wait, 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 ads. Wait, wait. So why is dumping poop in the ocean a bad thing? Well, the first thing you need to consider is like where in the ocean you're dropping it off. Obviously. Um, okay, yeah. It, I meant in the true. macro sense. Like in terms of like the macro like circle of life sense. Because like because people because like you know animals are gonna poop anyway and their poop's gonna go somewhere. So like why is this bad in like the macro sense? Um, it's yeah, it's mainly just pollution of like on on a grand scale of like ecosystems around your your shoreline, right? I don't know. It's like why is poop why is poop bad? Poop no, no, isn't bad in entirely. It's just too much poop. I understand why poop is bad if it gets back into your water and it causes pathogens to like you know like spread and you know people get cholera. But I, I didn't really understand like why like poop the poop's gonna go somewhere anyway, whether it's through sewage or anywhere. So I, I didn't really understand like why poop going into the ground or the ocean is it is like a, in the in the very very macro sense any worse than the other. Yeah. Um. Well, the, the, I guess the thing is, this, this guy's saying is that if you use, if you transfer the poop into something else and you use it, it's better than just dumping it, right? Like, like efficiency wise. Right. Well, I, I feel like this guy isn't even coming at it from like a uh, environmentalist aspect. I think he's coming at it from like a utilitarian aspect. It's like, man, like we're, we're paying a lot for like oil imports. I mean, that was my thing. He's like, we already do that in big waste treatment plants. So why are we yeah. doing this at a small micro scale? For each individual toilet, how, like how does how does this become more yeah, efficient? Yeah, you're saying that just let it go all the way to Switzerland and then, yeah, do it. Uh, the, th- yeah. the thing is, right? I, I I feel like I remember some something similar happening in in Brazil. Why do I think Brazil did this before? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they they used cows. They used cow manure. No, no, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they used cow manure. I mean, we we already have maze of capturing methane with you know manure pools and landfills. Yeah, Brazil's yeah, so yeah, like been doing biodiesel for a while. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing a lot of biodiesel. So, so this is an entirely new thing. It's just new in terms of like doing it on a micro scale in your own house or something like that. Right. But, but, but Brazil doing biodiesel, that's not that's not so much of like a we're going to save the environment effort. That's more like we already have a shit ton of cows pooping. Like, why don't we get value out of that? It's not it's not like it's not an environmentalist plant. It's like a let's like get more value slant. Well, yeah. well, some sometimes they line up though, right? Like that lines up like the poop. Re- I, re- I don't know though. That's what that's, that's what I was asking you because I don't actually know if that's true. Like I don't well, I don't it, know if that's true. It would be maybe not like on that exact point in the in the chain, but you got to think when we when we're like getting oil, right? There's maybe burning the oil part. They're about round about equal, but in terms of like getting oil, like actually getting oil from the fucking ground, from the ocean or whatever. That's like a, an intensive thing. Then there's the risk of obviously oil spills and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, like it, thinking about it logically, it would be, it would be a lot better. Even if like, oops, even if they weren't, um, it wasn't entirely like quote unquote better for burning. In terms of the whole chain, it is probably better. I'd have to say. I don't have any science All to right. back it up though. All right. So so TL, TLDR, we don't know. Maybe this is good. Maybe it's not. But it's funny. Hey, hey, look, look, look! If 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 I if someone said like they were gonna install, I like, take my poop and make it into energy, I wouldn't mind, right? 
you would like you wouldn't feel personally offended, dude. I wouldn't know. Like it's my fucking shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. People are awfully protective of their uh, their 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 personal space or whatever they perceive it as. I mean, you're always gonna be, be, be crazy people with poop fetishes. Wax. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Right. Actually, you know what I didn't say that. I'm just I'm just reading I'm just reading this. An average person defecates about 500 grams a day. I think I, can, <laughs> I, I, think I can do better than that. Um, and that's 1.2 kilometers of a of a car drive. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't. Th- the other thing that you didn't even mention, by the way, is that the students get benefits. They get kickbacks from pooping in his toilets, as opposed to pooping in their own toilets. And that is they right. get um they get crypto because you know everything has to be linked to crypto this time it's it's not it's not crypto it's it's, oh, it's, it's not crypto a, it's a fake currency it's it's a fake currency but it's not it's not crypto technically Fucking it is a digital currency. See, this is where this guy went wrong and that's where we can improve his idea <laughs> give them crypto well you give want them... poop transactions on a blockchain yeah poo coin no we're putting poop on the blockchain you, you, you know you know shitcoin is actually like a term in the uh, crypto universe yeah yeah i know that yes yeah, they they call like any kind of like speculative like like crypto that some dude like random dude say hey this is gonna be the next biggest thing they can just call it shitcoin. Yeah, well now I guess, we... like, alt... I guess altcoin is the more like sanitized word. It's like you know not a mainstream coin that some dude is trying to like make it glow up. But shitcoin is the more uh, local way of referring to it. Yeah, I agree. Well, the thing is now you got to think about it is we can make literally shitcoin. I mean, there's I probably shit. ticker ticker symbols of shit and poop on on on. on a big right now. Yeah. I mean, yes. This, if this guy was more enterprising, he would have collected all of his methane gas and used to power his personal power plant, and use that to power his three his thirty eighties to mine his new, his new his new shit coin. Yep, hundred percent. I agree. This guy is he's he's um he's got he, he's got some potential. Mind mind you, he's obviously got some potential. But I think we can with the power of wax alpha, we can definitely harness. His shit into a more, right. a more focused approach. Let's just say. Yo, 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 at at at. Should I reach out to this guy to get an interview? No. Yes, what? you should have him guest. Wax half full. You're you're not supposed to say no. You're supposed to say yes. I'm trying to save you from this poop black hole that you keep trying to dig us into. I feel like if you do market us, we're just gonna become the poop fucking pod. <laughs> Wow, what, what what if it's lucrative? Would you be on board as if it was lucrative? What if it was lucrative? If we were known as the poop pod, not just any yeah. poop pod, the poop yeah. pod, yeah, the pod where yeah, everyone lucrative. goes to poop. Yeah, to talk about poop really about poop related topics. Would you want this podcast to become popular because of poop? By the way, by the way, I'm not saying it, it's it's not poop. It's it's rectum related pop topics. It's you know there's, there's other things going on. Okay, there. okay, so, so, okay, so all but but most but yeah, yeah, but mostly poop. Mostly, uh, you know, I have no morals. So I don't give a fuck. Actually, you know, you... well, there we go. I don't know why you're complaining. I will reach out. I will reach out. I feel like this guy's gotta be like, very very inundated with like interview requests because this this story went viral. So so it might be hard for me to get him on my po- on the podcast. So. So, so so we'll try we'll try, but right. maybe he'll be on next week. And by yeah. the way, he's probably a, he's probably a Korean speaker. So I mean, like I don't know, I don't, I don't know if he'll be, he'll be marketable, but whatever. <laughs> I knew I was gonna wait for you to bring that in. I was gonna bring that in. Yeah, 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 whatever. 
Like, it, it was a little like, okay, guys, I don't have chips this week. So I have no chips to review. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't finish my bag of uh, Doritos from last week. Surprisingly enough. Surprisingly enough. So I, I'm, still, I'm still working on Wait, it. Wait, you're eating Doritos? Is, yeah, isn't that, that a bad thing now? Because of the, the, the strikes of Frito-Lay? Uh, whatever. I mean, like... Max doesn't here. care about those things. You just heard him go on the pod for one and a half hours, man. Okay. So in that case, we'll go directly to our music recommendations to close the show out, as usual. Ads, what do you got? I've got Kim by TK Maidza, who's an Australian mm-hmm. R&B artist. Brilliant, brilliant song. Brilliant EP, even. Could you write that out so I could uh, maybe... Spell it out, you mean? Yeah. Right. TK. The song is, the song is Kim, Kim AIM yep. by... Oh. Uh, TK Maidza is a little bit hard to say, but it's T-K-A-Y. Yeah. TK-A-Y. TK-A-Y. M-A-I-D-Z-A. D-Z-A. Right. Sorry. All right. So what's, what's the song about? Explain to us. The genre. Um, we, we can't play it, but... Yeah. It's an R&B banger track. Um, I, I think the best part of this is like the little like, like a refrain that goes in the back line. Uh, bitch, I'm bitch, I'm Kim. Like just that, that refrain, that re- repetition throughout the song. It's repetitive just, and it's just like infectious kind of thing. I really like the song. So it's... Uh, so it's Australian R and B, basically. Yeah, but it's like it's American R and B, really. This thing. Oh, okay. So, so it's like a, it's an Australian artist like imitating American R and B, but it's a good version of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's fine with me, man. That's fine with me. Like you know, like people from Canada and Australia do better versions of our music all the fucking time. So like, I I can't complain. Yep. Keith, what do you got? Also, it's about Kim Possible. Yeah, oh, it's, it's about Kim Possible. How is it? I'm looking about. Uh, my Sorry. song is Worth It, the newest track from late 90s, early 2000s pop R&B legend Maya. M-Y-A. There's a lot of, there's yeah. a lot of, M-Y, there's a lot of Mayas. She's just uh, out here singing and sing rapping about her uh, living her best life. That's so, what we got to support. So, so you got to say it, it Maya, right? Yeah. That's, what do you mean? I'm just I'm just gonna say like because I feel like in the last twenty years there have been many acts with the same like kind of like uh like name where I get confused where it's like there's like Maya there's like M A M I A and there's a there's like a new one who's like M I A and I and like I I I don't know how you're supposed to say these names anymore as a boomer. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, this one's Maya. <laughs> Maya, with the M Y A. Okay. Yep. All right, Felix. so Felix, what's your track? Um, so I was debating between two songs on this uh, episode. Um, I mean, most of what I listen to is very uh, depressing music. But, That's uh, fine. Um, it's very apt, apropos. I remember this conversation we had about uh, on the on the podcast about uh, bonus tracks. So I was wondering to put a bonus track in here, but I decided uh, not to. Um, so. I guess the song I have, I guess, um, uh, I guess I'm going to go with, uh, the Peggy's, uh, uh, the artist, the Peggy's, um, I would go with, uh, Hanabi as the song, um, translated to firework. Um, you might've known this song more for, uh, it's opening a centimeter from Red a girlfriend or footprints for my hero academia. But, uh, I decided to go with, uh, Hanabi for a very depressing song. Wow. Uh, the song's about, um, uh, remembering the past of what we used to do. Um, 
uh, you know, just reminiscing about the past. Yeah, the Peggy's are good. Oh, Peggy's. The Peggy's. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a thing that that me and producer Keith talked about uh, off air about how people have been recycling, not recycling, but basically uh, covering '80s songs in slow in in a slower tempo for modern modern movie trailers and how this is now the new hotness of modern movie trailers and this reminded me of a song that was used in the exact same way it's Susie and the Banshees City and Dust and uh Susie and the Banshees I seriously I, uh, the spelling is ridiculous so I just 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 look up Susie and the Banshees in the regular spelling on YouTube and you'll find it it's called Cities and Dust it was used in a Game of Thrones trailer back in the day it's just a good 80s song. The 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 version they used in the trailer worked for the trailer, but not as good. So go listen to it. Alright, guys. How 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 do we, how do we close this out? Give me a joke. I'll give you a joke. Poop. I'll give you another joke. Wax. I'll give you a not joke. R.I.P. Bismarcky. R.I.P. R.I.P. R.I.P.